the Arbic Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis and Fran, the Rio and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome to episode 165 of the Upland Property Experts. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and Thank Me Later will be joining me any minute. He, uh, I gave him a, a mission right before the start of the show, and he was having fun trying to do that. Lost track of time, so we'll get him in here. Um, it's a brand new year. Welcome to 2023. Uh, it's not a hot start for Upland, and we'll dive into that uh, today about just the issues going on and uh, our thoughts and theories behind it. We did reach out to the Upland team for comments and did not get any, um, but we'll see. And to be fair, we did reach out. I reached out. How long have I been on? I was like <laughs> making weird faces. Yeah. Um, why you were making weird faces, you were on, but I, I I did reach out to about an hour to the show to see if there was any comments on some of the things. So I didn't give them much prep time either. So I'm not going to bash them for that. But we do have the market update for you. Um, and then we'll jump into why it has not been such a hot start for Upland in 2023. How are you doing? Thank me later. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, sorry to distract you with. I, I really wanted to what I... It was probably 20 minutes, probably 30 minutes ago. I'm like, hey, can anybody create the Homer Simpson gift backing into the bush but have a Miles head on it? That's what I was really looking for for tonight's episode, just so it could just, <laughs> as we talked about stuff, I could throw it up on the screen and thank me later said, I might not have the tools, but I'm going to try. I feel like I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> So want it. I mean, if they mess up again, we can use it. Uh oh, I'm working on. We got some gangsters in the house. Some gangsters in the house. Yep. What up, High Park Ninjas? Ko. Yep. So hopefully everybody had some safe holidays. Um, A short week between the last time you saw us. So excited for that. Indeed. You're still messing, and I should just go on, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. We'll jump right into this. I think the quickest we ever got into the market update. So top 10 city floors, looking at it over the past week. Um, actually, pretty green, starting out the new year on a positive foot, with the exception of Oakland dropping 19.2% on the U.S. dollar floor price over there down to $4.25. Santa Clara kind of came back down to earth on the UPEX, their UPEX floor down to 37,500, down 11.76%. But other than that, you know, Manhattan's approaching 80,000 UPEX again. Um, Arlington up 18% to 11,800 on that floor. Ah, there's still more Arlington to be released, though. That's just a false. I hope a lot of people aren't buying the secondary. Good for the people that are selling at that price. I feel bad for the people buying at that price. (laughs) Right. 
but it could change in the future. A couple of years down the road, you, you can be at a 2X or 1.5X of the initial price. But that also depends on the cheapest property markup that we do talk about later. 30-day change. I like to see that. That's a lot of green on the UPEX floor price percentage change over the last 30 days. We're trending in a good direction. You know, last week you said hopefully we were at the at, at the bottom and we'll start seeing some trends up. And over the last 30 days, going back to December 8th, that, that's what it's looking like. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's good. That's a good trend for everybody, I think. Yeah. Your U.S. dollar floor price, it's about 50-50 split, um, but the only one that's down big is Oakland down 15%, down to five, uh, $4.25 from $5. Uh, every, everybody else, it's not bad for 30 days. And then the 12-week change, once again, we got some good green on the UPEX floor. Uh, your U.S. dollar floor, though, is pretty red. So, uh, Manhattan down 21%, Oakland down 22.73%. Uh, but on the, on the plus side, I, I do find that interesting. Oakland's UPEX is up 10.5%, but down 22% on U.S. dollars. Yeah. And uh, Las Vegas, uh, 12 weeks ago, was at $4.30. Right now, their U.S. dollar floor is at $5.74. That's a nice 33.5%. Four nine percent gain, so that's a positive sign. I'll take it. And the six month change to the top ten city floors. Hey, how we going? Your Sinead. There it is. Ooh, Sinead, what up? Uh, six month change. Not as pretty as the other stats there. Um, San Francisco down 21.94%. UPEX, Manhattan down 16%. Um, it's even worse if you look at the U.S. dollar side. Oakland's down 46.8% on the U.S. dollar floor, down from $7.99 to $4.25. That's your uh, biggest one there, followed up by San Francisco and Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan's down 36.94%, and San Francisco 3489 So. Not good overall on the U.S. dollar floor, but it does make sense looking back to where we were six months ago, what happened since then, and, you know, people are trying to liquidate things to get that extra cash to cover cover expenses or things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, there has been a lot to spend on, so. That's true, too. Did you get it? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to export it now. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I mean, it's janky. It's super, super janky. Uh, I'll work on it more. I was just, I just had to get it. Yeah. So here is the lowest markup percentage floor in the top 10 cities in Upland. Um, not the top 10 cities in Upland. We got to work on this. I work with Just Justin. Shout out to Just Justin for always putting the data together for us each and every week and putting these slides together. Um, did a lot of automation on the spreadsheet, so that's great. So we'll get this lined up. But 
Rutherford jumped from 333% last week up to 400% for the cheapest markup or the lowest markup percentage. Rutherford, Rutherford, Rutherford. I hate Rutherford. We know. Uh, Fresno and Fresno's down 31% and Staten Island is down 35%. Uh, and Bakerfield's down 27%. Check your Discord. <laughs> Check the Discord. All right. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, you asked. That I, is what I did. you asked. Hey, for the, for the time that I gave you, that is great. Right? I was. I'm pretty happy with that. Like, I mean, I seri- I did that in like ten minutes. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would be like, oh, I could have done way better. Because, like, I, I know I could probably clip out the the blue behind him, and I could do some other things for sure. But, <laughs> I mean, and then you'd be surprised. His stupid face stays in there so long. So then I had to, like, keep it there because his nose and everything. It's annoying. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there we go. Back to it. Still use it. I still like it. Cheapest property markup by city. Um, ooh, got a little work to do on there. But still, 2,000%. Uh, Rutherford, 7,000%. 7,483%. Um, that's just. Absolutely insane. Deals in San Francisco on their uplix floor, 7.14%. Do you find that a deal or not a deal? Mm, no deal. No deal. Okay. No deal. It, I'm surprised that the Porto upex floor is 677%. Yeah. Ooh. I Park Ninja says Rutherford sucks, but I did pick up some Bills legits this week. Had to pick up my man Hamlin. Yeah, wow. If you guys didn't follow that and you don't follow sports, but it's all in the news, so everybody had to hear about Demar Hamlin. Um, but the update on him, he, he's looking good. He's awake. He's responding. Um, that's just uh, just crazy. Just what happened on Monday night's football game. And the awesome thing is, is how, you know, so many people have contributed to his fundraiser that he started when he was a player at the University of Pittsburgh to provide toys for the uh, needy kids of his neighborhood. He grew up in a very bad part of the area around Pittsburgh. It's very poor, very crime ridden, and he's been doing a lot in the community. They've raised over $7 million now, almost $7.5 million. So, that's pretty awesome there, um, and glad that the young man is making a strong recovery. I wonder how many essentials were sold. I don't know, because it goes in batches of a hundred, right? Oh, should probably I could probably go just take a look. But yeah, super super sad. Although, shout out to my hometown Cincinnati for taking care of him. They right. did. Uh, they changed all their like lights and stuff to to blue and red. Like everybody's been super super supportive. 
So yeah, I, I was, that made me happy to see my hometown. You know, all the yeah, Cincinnati was awesome. They're the only level one trauma unit in the region, so at least he was in the right spot with the right people to help him. Um, and then it was pretty cool. All thirty-two NFL teams changed their. Twitter profile pictures to uh, support pray for number three. And uh, it was a nice, you know, a nice come together for, you know, the, the football fans over here in America. And yeah. it was pretty awesome. The bottom oh. five city floors in Upland, uh, Detroit, Rio, Chicago, Queens, and Cleveland. Um, Upex floor prices. So you, you did get comments that you didn't know that $3 was an artificial floor for U.S. dollar. Upland kind of limits the floor at $3 there in those Oh, cities. is that the minimum? Yeah. Ah, that does make sense. Yeah. Surprisingly, not like a ridiculous amount. I mean, all of the bills have a lot. Like in the three hundreds, his aren't like crazy high. Two um, fifties, uh, hmm. and wait, what the heck? Why is there cap? There's two caps and a jersey. Wait, why are there two of two of everything he has? I don't know. That's weird. Oh wait. Did he have two numbers? Yes. Oh, weird. He, he was 31 last year, and this year he's three. They have both of his jersey numbers in the store. Oh, or maybe it was in the in-season that he changed. I, I didn't play that that close to attention. What, what I do find interesting about the bottom five city floors here, though, to redirect, is Detroit and Rio are both under 5,000 uh, up X. It's nice that Detroit's out of the three thousand UPEX floor price, but then Chicago, Queens, and Cleveland are all six thousand or greater. Yeah. What was what was the comment on that? No, I just find it interesting that there that the bottom five there's a gap, and between those, those I mean, yeah, but like Chicago, Queen, uh, Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's a weird exception there. But, like, Chicago and Queens are pretty well-established cities. I guess Cleveland's got a bit of a following, too. Yeah. I don't know why, but. Uh, don't get me started. Worst release ever in Upland. And then the ultra rares. Overpriced. <laughs> I know you're hella salty on those ultra rares. I Just only Cleveland ultra rares. Um, <laughs> so here's the bottom five city floors in Upland. Uh Compared to six months ago, uh, Detroit's up 10.79%. Queens is up 7%. And Cleveland's down 21% on the upex side of the house. And if you, look, if you look at the U.S. dollar floor price, Cleveland's down 38.34% from $5.66 to $3.49. Um, I guess we should find a way to find the market percentages on these two. And tie it into the same same picture, so we understand that too. Sure, sure. I would now. I'm curious. I wonder how low the floor would go if there wasn't a minimum. Yeah, 
I'm glad there is. Because then in theory, you should buy at $3 no matter what because it can't go, you can't sell lower than that. Right. One can. Uplands, US dollar markup, the lowest markup. A little bit better. Three cities have reached a 50% mark on their US dollar floor. Um, <laughs> but still, Chicago, Queens, Arlington, Oakland, Los Angeles, Nashville, and Kansas City, you can buy for 47% or less. Chicago is all the way down to 41%. Still, if you're getting into the game or you have available US dollars and want to invest more into the game, buying these, well, not buying these is the best option. Definitely look up at the markup percentage of this, but yeah, buying these are your best option. Well, uh, yeah, buying these are your best option. No. What? Disagree. 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 You wouldn't buy a property for U.S. dollars at 41% of mint. If you had extra cash. Over anything else in the game? Yeah. No, that's not what I would spend my money on. What would you spend your money on? Block Explorers. Cars. No, I mean, yeah, Block Explorers for sure. Uh, but from a property perspective, I would be looking at unminted communities. Like 47% is, or 41% even on a random Chicago property is nice, but chances are it's going to be a janky property with minimal return that's never going to see higher than, you know, a base percent return. Whereas if you go with like, you know, I don't know, Hyde Park, LA, where it's not minted, but you have a massive uh, community growing. Like, I think that your potential uptick is is more significant. So I, I think that this is an easy buy. Like, if you don't want to do the research and you don't know anything about the community and whatever, then sure, throw your money at this. It's It's fair to say it's a safe, you know, buy, but I don't think it's the best or most strategic buy by any but, chance. But think about it. E- even if you put, say you, you picked up this property in Chicago for 41%, you, you take your U.S. dollars, you buy it, and so you get it at almost 1.59, you get it at 1.59x. And then even if you throw it in the Chicago collection, I think Chicago is a 1.2 uh, or 1.15 either way you're adding another 15 to 20 percent on top of it so you're almost approaching 2x on your earnings on that property hmm. sure what's sure. what's what's 2x on 200 up x a month like who cares <laughs> insignificant go join a community node where you have the potential to have your property be worth 5x one day or better yet, just have a property that's actually in a community that is doing stuff. Like, you know, I, sure. Again, you can't go wrong really buying these because they're they're significantly under mint. This is people who are um, converting their upex to USD. They're flipping their earnings, and this is how they're they're liquidating. Um, although that's the not a great way to do it, actually. Uh, after looking at some things and talking, uh, we could talk about it later, but that is, that is a terrible way to liquidate. There's actually a way better way to liquidate. Okay. I mean, right now the, 
the cheapest property at 41% is uh, a property that was bought for ninety-seven fifty-eight dollars and they're selling it for $4 right now. So, yeah, I mean... Your, your double earnings on that isn't the greatest, but then the next uh, the next property is at forty eight percent. You know that they, they bought it. The mint price was uh, twenty five nine twenty four. The last price was twenty two thousand upex, and they're selling it for twelve dollars and fifty six cents. So, I mean, you're still getting it off the mint price of two x earnings, but still, it's only about twenty six thousand upex that you're earning your fourteen point seven percent. So, I mean, you're still getting. I mean, it's fine. It's just it, it adds up if you find deals like this. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Again, I don't think you can go wrong with it, but like, and do enough of those to fill your collections, I guess. But um, you know, I, I think at a certain point you have to be more strategic than that. Yeah. Hyde Park Ninja says, seen a few props at 29% this week, but when you go to purchase them, they come up with an error. What's the deal with that? That is part of not the hottest start for Upland in 2023. That's what's up with that. I assume it's just a frozen blockchain transaction. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that here. <laughs> the only city that moved this week, adding anything in the sold-out arena, was Arlington. They moved up 1% to 63%. Everybody else, pretty stagnant. Yeah. Um. I'm into properties still about 424,000 available. Um, real light. Don't know if it's the holidays. Don't know if people were just frustrated with the bugs or, you know, yeah. No, I would say it's, it's more holiday stuff. It, it's interesting. I've spent, uh, the last couple of days I've spent some time in, uh, this new voice chat from, uh, well, it came from Analytic Lessons by Cafe uh, Morgan. Uh, they have a new chat channel and server, and, and I've been in there. I was in there for a little bit over the holidays, too. And, uh, yeah, some of the bug conversations were quite interesting. Shaq in the house. What up, Shaq? All right. here Here's the shameless plug. Oh, yes. Yes. So if if you've been a long listener of the podcast, 301 Battery Street was uh, my drunken buy years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was the Federal Reserve in San Francisco, but it was the old Federal Reserve building. And Dizzy actually bought the actual Federal Reserve, which is a pretty cool building itself. Um, then you had the whole, hey, we released landmarks in new york um but san francisco uh we didn't designate anybody so you had to vote on it so a bunch of people hustled got their landmark designations for the building was able to get this selected and they finally have the design for it and it is currently being constructed and i showed dizzy and thank me later earlier today and thank me later came up with the great idea of if you stake i'll let you run with this since it was your suggestion i'm down with it and i'm ready to award it oh well i mean it's pretty pretty straightforward uh stake on it and uh we'll raffle off some uh decor items 
for anybody who's staking on it uh, based on your uh, number of total hours. So if you put like a half a spark on there, uh, every two hours you'll essentially get one entry. If you put a full spark on it, you'll get one entry an hour. If you put five spark on it, you'll get five entries per hour. And then, uh, yeah, so throughout the time it's being built, we'll, uh, we'll randomly select uh, from that pool someone to win a decor item. And that is the... Maybe some other fun stuff, too. Who knows? Yeah, that's the test tube statue and the OG anvil. And then uh, we might come up with some other stuff between now and then, too. Yeah, so start staking if you got... I mean, hell, you ain't making much on the exchange anymore. That's for darn. Yeah, and this is... uh, What, like 10 10 OPEX per spark hour now? It, it, it bounces between there and 12, but yeah. And this no is, way, I was joking. It, it, it depends. Oh, I was joking. I thought it was like at 20. I thought it was being oh, a jerk. It, when I, it bounced back up. It, it's been low. Oh, I I was, no, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't I don't buy Spark. I'm not buying Spark right now. So. Yeah. Um. Sorry, but yeah, this is a uh, fourteen thousand five hundred spark hours. So, this said is that there's all your fingers. Yeah, I'm double what? checking the spark right now. Yeah, upland. Yeah, no, too stupid was notorious early in early days of just getting drunk and using all of his kids' college funds to buy properties. It was fantastic <laughs> i think i think he's been put on a much shorter lease these uh past several months i put myself on the shorter you know the first year so actually you know what today is actually today is my three-year anniversary in upland january 5th nice congrats thank you sir i don't, I don't remember mine's like in the next week or two yeah i think you were like the fifth somewhere like the 15th or the 12th or something like that you weren't too far behind me yeah or the 11th yeah i don't know why january 11th was ringing a bell but um (laughs) uh, yeah like right now that's crazy yes it is but now and we'll be approaching uh, three years in June of the show. Yep, that's how time works. That's correct. <laughs> that is how time works. Thanks. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Now, Upland has not done well over the last two weeks. Says who? Uh, it says everybody. There's- complainers in gen chat okay well let's start off with the properties that were all of a sudden made available all right that was a hot mess i'll (laughs) give you that that was a hot mess yeah go ahead tell tell the people about it because i don't know that everybody knows about that I, i mean that was that was bad so you got to love things being on the blockchain because you have the people. Yep. This is definitely what went on here. And there's been no comment that I've heard from upland on it. Um, 
some people saw on the blockchain that these that these properties were going to be unlocked at a certain time and mm-hmm. they went ahead and set alarms for it. Um, not really sure what was supposed to happen. I don't know if there was something that was supposed to execute to move these unlocking to a later date or whatever, but either way, they even asked the upland team like, Hey, are these properly properties going to be released? You know, what, what's going on? And they got information. They got a response that no, they're not going to be released. Those are going to be done later on. And then sure enough, when everybody's alarm clocks went off, Town Hall in Manhattan opened up, some international terminals at Los Angeles Airport opened up, some Marble Hill properties opened up, and people snatched them up right away. So the question is, when you say things like that, do you think that the community managers of Upland lied to you and knew that it was going to unlock? No. Okay. So let's just get that very clear. The community managers, I can guarantee, gave the information that they had. And I am particularly, uh, I don't know, uh, advantageous on this because I actually had uh, several go-lives for for one of my large clients for my day job over the holiday break. And so there was a lot of mirroring of like, well, and in this case, like my project manager would be the equivalent of the community manager in the sense that they have to interact with the client and take the heat when the developers mess something up. So for instance, when my project manager told the client, yeah, that integration will work on the first, don't worry about it. It'll pull all of your new user data over. That's what the developers told us. And then when that didn't happen, he like you can't throw your team under the bus and be like, well, they messed it up. Like you have to eat it like that's part of being the the front line of the team is you have to just go, yep, we, we mess it up or whatever and just figure it out. But the reality is almost certainly what happened in that case was there was supposed to be some sort of catch or job because you can't modify that date if it's written in the contract, right? So you'd have to do some sort of catch statement that when they uh, did unexpire that it got moved into a private queue or a new um, like expiration date or something got executed. Now, given the time that it actually executed, which I think was like the last time zone that, that was in 2023. So like it wasn't a standard uh, central or um, uh, Pacific time like they would normally do, or it wasn't even UTC. And honestly, like, I can see the time zones getting messed up somewhere or the code not executing correctly. It'd be really hard to test that as well, um, not in production. Like, like that's a difficult thing to test reliably. So, right. Because you can't, you, you're only going to have it happen at the time that it happens. You can run some other scenarios and like maybe make some fake items on the blockchain and, and do some stuff like that but you can't test that outside of production. Honestly, like they could have like, if they really wanted to prevent it, they could have taken the entire system down for maintenance. Like that's honestly what they could have done. Um, And probably in a scenario like that would have been a good backup to just take the system down when you knew that they were going to fall off the chain, just in case they didn't get caught because of five minutes of downtime at, 
whatever in the morning that that was wouldn't have impacted anybody drastically. Um, and then they could have, you know, seen that the, uh, the catch didn't work and then manually implemented something. So if I was their tech lead, that's what I would have recommended. Obviously that didn't happen. And those properties went bye-bye. Very quickly. Yeah. That was kind of sad. Uh, that's a missed opportunity, but what about because the next the there's one that I just that I I have other very strong opinions on in the other way. So yeah. what else you got? Well, I'll just uh, kind of give my thoughts on that too. So oh, yeah. you know, absolutely, what we give and what people talk to the community managers about, they take it to the people that they talk to to the dev teams and all that. And, and the intention wasn't to have this happen and there could have been better pre-planning. Uh, you know, you had a bunch of bugs before the new year. They, they had us under maintenance and went under maintenance a couple of times, which we haven't seen in a, in a while. And then you had this issue. It was just, you're just like, dang, what's going on. And then one of the bigger things is the, they oversold the cars. How do you oversell the cars? Okay, the oversell is definitely a fair thing. But, but I will say that there was a lot of commotion over the holiday of um, they started giving the cars out and then it stopped. Uh, now, in hindsight, it might have stopped because they, they realized that the number that were left to give out and the number that they had, it didn't match up. Or it could have been a code. Anyway, people were losing their minds and, okay, outside of the oversell issue, because I, that is a fair point, but that is not a high-priority issue. Like, people were like, where's the community managers? Why aren't people on this? Like, people expect their cars. Like, calm down. Like, you're going to get your car. No one's robbing you. Like, it's a delay. Most people didn't even realize that, like, or expect it to be instant. And I can tell you, like, if the team is on holiday – the only reason they're coming off of holiday is for a priority one incident or a, a P2. Your SLA on on something honestly like that, which would have been like a P3 or P4, it doesn't impact anybody. You'll get your car, like, and it's been a day. Like, calm down. I did not like the way that the community reacted to that. Now. But but wait, 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 wait. Well, okay. I I agree the community reaction, but if you're saying that I'm going to sell you something and you're going to give me something, it's just like, aren't, aren't we at a point in Upland where you go, it's just going to, you know, an in-app purchase. I'm going to buy this and I want it right away. We saw that the cars were in the MV motor lot. So they were in the lot. They were already produced. They were there. So why wasn't once a transaction was made that, hey, here's your window. You hit purchase. Why didn't you get the car right away? What's what's the delay? Because I know when they go to your shop or they go to my shop or, you know, any of the other outdoor decor shops, decor shops, you know, they hit buy and they get it right away. So what's... Well, it's not... It's, first of all, it's not the same interface, right? You didn't go to the shop... True. ...and then do that. People's money is not on the line. There isn't a, like the only people who were like fussing about it were people who were resellers anyway. Like no one, like it's not like there was a big race that weekend that people didn't get to participate in. There isn't a ton you can do with it. No one missed out on anything. 
Like the only people who are like, oh, well, I what? You want to flip it. Like that's it. You bought it because you're going to just sell it. Like I don't care then. Like you need to relax. I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's still an issue. Like it should have been auto correct. That's fine. However, no, you should not pull a development team off of holiday because some people didn't get their cars yet. Like doesn't impact anybody that much. Like now the oversell is a completely different subject, but well, as, as far as be, the before act- we hit the oversell, go ahead, it, no, go ahead. Before we hit the oversell, then if you know that it's a holiday time and you're going to have a lot of your team off, why do anything in that time frame? Because you, you also have a lot of people on holiday. I mean, you got to have some sort of support behind it. You know, if, if you know your staff's not going to be there, then don't do big things that could have the necessity to bring them back in or put a challenge to your game and your reputation. Mm, I mean, no, cause it doesn't work that way. Like, you're not going to not do something necessarily because of that. And again, fairly low risk situation, no impact. If anybody can tell me how they were actually damaged besides maybe somebody not wanting to go through with a sale, which who cares then because you didn't actually want the car. You just wanted money. And so I don't really feel bad for you at all. Like, if you were like, I really, um, you know, I bought it, I was going to give it to my girlfriend for our anniversary or something. Like, uh, maybe, like, what are you doing with it? You're going to park it. Maybe you do some fake races with it. Uh, Okay, that's fair. So you had to wait a couple extra days to do that? Like, that doesn't warrant a, a high priority issue. It's just not. Like, you can still play the rest of the game. You're still going to get the car when you get the car. Most people didn't even, like, it wasn't, it never said, like, it'll be instant. Most of the times when we buy cars, like, we've had to wait. Like, even regardless of if it was there or not. Like, the distribution of the cars has never been instant. And the distribution of buying things in those quick sales like that um, has never really been instant. They're getting better now, for sure with the essentials and the decorations and stuff. But again, it, it's not it's not the end of the world. And the people who want to get money, like that happens with the block explorers too. You know how long it takes to add to the chain? Like you, you have to wait. You can wait. Everybody can just chill. Like I couldn't deal with it. It was so much nonsense. Like go be with your family. Why are you worried about this digital car that you're going to get in like two days? It makes no difference to your life if you get it now or in two days. Just relax. And and that's the point that I was driving to is all the points you just made there. What was the overall impact to your game? And if somebody's going to buy it and they still want it, they're still going to buy it. You don't need it immediately. And now if you're trying, yeah. So I I do get it. It's a lot of nonsense. Now I do, oops, right there. Uh, they should probably provide a clarity. It sounded like when there's no communication, people are left to wonder. Uh, but it's been typical, as you said, it's been typical. You buy the cars, they show up a couple days later. Um, and then JT, you're right too. If you're hurting for money in real life, you probably shouldn't be putting it into Upland. Yeah, like, I, I'm sorry. If you paid cash and then your cards were oversold, like, oh, well, that's different. Yes. So Monty Craig says some folks pay cash and then the cars 
were oversold and they were not refunded the cash, but given their 20,000 upex bonus. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's fair. They should have been fully refunded their money. However, they paid. That's a completely fair complaint. And I would go to bat for you or anybody. If, if that happened, they had a list of the people like, Get me a list. And you know what? I don't really have a lot of money myself. So depending on how many people it is, I will personally buy them back. You give me the UPEX. We'll work it out. Like if somebody's really hurting for that money, like I will, I will help out if there's, if there's people that, that, that happened to. So let me know, Monty, if you know somebody, uh, we'll work something out. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. it. That's a legit complaint right there. I, I get that. 100% legit. Like, that's total crap. If I paid 120 bucks for something and then you go, nah, you can't get it, but here's 140,000 UPEX, no, give me my $120 back. Because even inside of Upland, that $120 is worth way more than 140 UPEX. We just saw that with the USD under mint. Like, I can do a whole lot more with that than I can with UPEX. Like, no thanks. Yeah. And I'll be interested. Of course it happened to Elijah. <laughs> Does it always happen to Elijah? <laughs> Elijah's uh, just like, he's like uh, Charlie Brown, I feel like. Oh, sometimes. man. Oh, man. No, but that's... And one of the questions, I w- just to back up, so... Upland opened up those properties and the people minted them. Do you think Upland's going to try to recover them through the portal and compensate back? Are they going to negotiate with the people or it is what it is? And the people that were have the, have the knowledge of how to look at these things and identify these things and set the alarms and got them. It's just fair game. I don't know about fair game. Uh, I would imagine Marble Hill. Meh, not so much. Possibly the town hall. I would imagine there's a conversation there. Yeah. Um, possibly with the airports, but yeah. Because I don't know. we've seen the Upland team negotiate with players when things have been accidentally minted before. Yeah. No, I mean, it happens. And I mean, it's one of those things where technically they could just take it, by the way. Yeah. Like, they can. They won't, and they shouldn't, because that would completely destroy the entire trust parameter of what they are building. Um, But I think it's actually important to note that technically they can, but they don't, because it's not in the spirit of what everything about the blockchain is. Yeah. And then, uh, did you see that MV Motors has a hundred more spark than they had lately. No. Yeah. So they went from 106 spark to 206 spark. Um, just interested of, did they purchase more from him or did Upland give them more? Just interested of how that went. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, you know, I would imagine that it would work with like a compensation model of, yeah, okay, we were going to give you X amount uh, for the UPEX that you got. Instead, why don't we give you 100 more Spark or something? I would imagine there's some sort of negotiation like that. Yeah. 
All right. So, like, in MV Motors, is MV Motors a true third party? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember they they started working with somebody else, right? Um, MV Motors had their own little NFT thing going on. Um, I forget what MV Motors. They had a thing going on, and they had some pretty cool race cars going on. I, I don't know if whatever happened with that project. No, but or, I think or, or maybe that that's what I'm thinking of. That's who they started yeah. working with, and then they ended up with MV Motors. Yeah, I was trying to think of who they were originally working with that had like the the interesting concept cars, and then it converted to MV Motors. And I don't know why, but MV Motors feels like it's an in house almost. I guess we can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> MV so, Motors. what is the thing that's really bugs you? What the thing that has been really bugging you that you've been delaying? That I've been delaying you. You haven't been delaying. I've been delaying you getting to. About yeah. everything that's going on in Upland. That it's not a great start to the new year for the Upland team. Oh no! The only thing I was I didn't like when people were up in arms because they didn't even get their cars. Oh okay. Stupid. I thought that was silly. Huh. So there's like an MV Dash Motors, which is in. Uh, not English, but that's like dirt bike and stuff. It looks like MV Motors is like when you Google MV Motors, the first thing that comes up is Upland. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, Metaverse Motors. MV Motors is Upland's very own car brand. So it's it's owned by it's Upland. It's not a third party. Okay. So they don't need to necessarily buy Spark. I'm sure that. If I'm sure just the way that they handle things, that behind the scenes, again, it was probably like an exchange of resources um, for it, right? Like, yeah. I don't think that they just um, just gave MV Motors 100 extra spark. Yeah, because I was like, I'm pretty sure Edon runs MV Motors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, sure, I guess. Uh, they should say the car. I do agree that they should just have a little disclaimer. Technically, they didn't have anything that said that they would be minted instantly. And again, like, if something had gone catastrophically wrong, if the cars were given out to the wrong people, let's say, um, or something crazy like that, all of the cars were just accidentally given to Abdullah. Like, they were just like, well, let's just cut out the middleman, just give them to, all, to Abdullah. Uh, then I would have imagined somebody would have picked up the phone and been like, guys, you need to get out of bed. Come address this. That would have been an un- like, okay, that happened. A, a two-day delay, a three-week a delay in getting your car, not, not a priority. Like, if it was the weekend, I wouldn't expect somebody to answer that, like, let alone a holiday. Like it's, you got to put it into perspective. Right. Now the oversell is a whole different thing though. Cause that's, that's absolutely nonsense. And 20,000 UPEX is borderline insulting. Um, in my opinion, I, I would have expected it to be at least 50,000. Um, I, you know, a 50%, like, 
compensate these people. Like, and it's not that many people. I don't think, I think it was like 20 or 24 people. Like you guys messed up. That's a big mess up. Like compensate adequately. So that way people don't feel bad. That didn't even cover the cost of people who had like pre-purchased. So like, Myself, sometimes I will, um, like, somebody be like, oh, hey, I got in a queue for one. Do you want to buy it? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have the OPEX. I'm like, okay, I'll prepay it. Um, here's the um, here's the uh, the OPEX. And then if they didn't get it, I wouldn't even cover the recovery costs of sending back the OPEX because you would have lost 20% on your OPEX at that point, which isn't – uh, on the ninety five thousand isn't even the twenty thousand, so boo. Yeah. Uh, speaking of adult, yeah, giving away a million upex, I a hundred percent. This is how that conversation went, and I, I'm a big fan of Abdullah, and I appreciate the message. He won a million upex from the FIFA thing, right? And that's pretty cool that he's given it away, though. So Yeah. No, no, no. It's super cool. But I'm just saying, like, that's what happened there. Because, yeah, he he had a thousand spark last spark week. Um, But I was thinking, I was like, you know what? We should give away two million Upex. Okay. We should donate two million Upex to Upland and say, "We, we want the little message. From the Upex podcast, two million Upex. Take that, Abdullah. <laughs> that's what I want our message to the community to say. No, 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 that's me. Plus, Abdullah earns a million Upex in like thirty 20. seconds. Yeah, like. Um, you you know his net worth is over three billion Upex now, right? That doesn't include FIFA. That doesn't include Block Explorers. That doesn't include Spark. That doesn't include his buildings or Dake. Like, it doesn't include anything else. Correct. Jesus. Correct. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. What else you got? What was that? You straight up zoned out in the middle of your podcast. I did. I did. Uh, what else? What? Time? How are we doing on time? We got. We got time. Uh, I mean, I don't really have much, honestly. Uh, there's a lot going on in in Upland overall, though. I'm curious. What do you think the next city is going to be? Buenos Aires. Mm, I think they're going to do a U.S. city first. Really? Even though they said that they would release the capital city of the winning country of the World Cup? Next, though, they didn't technically say that. They said that they would release the the capital city of the winning cup. They didn't say that they would release it next. That's true. Because, because here's the thing is you, it takes time to map out a city, and I can't imagine that they just had Buenos Aires, like you were sitting there mapped up. like. But- they don't have it mapped up and it's going to take them a while because we know how the challenge is with the international cities, but uh-huh. we've been sitting at over 400,000 mintable properties in Upland for a while now. So there's no need to release another U S city at the time. And there's not a challenge right now to look for an expansion. 
this <laughs> monthly earnings is more than my net worth. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I still think they will. I think that they'll release like a Miami or something. I think we'll see another East Coast. I don't. I, I think that the next city that they will release will be Buenos Aires, and it will be it, it will be like they've been doing with these city releases. They're going to release a couple of neighborhood. They'll do a stress test in a neighborhood or two, and then they'll release a section of the city with expansion coming. And then with it, and I think they 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 have a huge supply of unminted properties. They do have a great supply of FSA properties. Um, so they do have the time to one map the city of Buenos Aires and then two get the marketing program to go on behind it to start marketing in Argentina too. So there, there's a couple of things behind it that I think that it will be Buenos Aires just because of where we're at. And if they need to add more properties because all of a sudden there's a influx of players and there's buying that they'll just provide an expansion in Dallas or Arlington. Okay. I think they release Miami. Okay. I think that they do a, a small release. Cause like, again, like there hasn't been a U.S. release in a while. There has Dallas, Dallas was the last one. And that was like five months ago. Yeah. Right. Like that was a long time ago in, in Upland world. So like I can see them releasing uh, again. I think you're, it'll be the same formula. I think they got the right formula now with the stress test and then limited release and then expansions. I like that model a lot. It allows them much more granular control of how much availability is left um, without it looking like L.A. Like L.A. is just painful to look at every single time, right? Right. Like, like that should have been cut down. You know what would be really interesting? Could they take properties off the market? Mm, that doesn't make sense. I, I don't guess. think so. That would be weird because you're like you're obviously taking down the ones that nobody bought yet. Like that feels that feels bad. So no, I guess they wouldn't do that. That doesn't make sense. But like it's hard to look at how much LA has left. Um, I and they, you know what they haven't done also in a while. Is one of those minting contests now, but that could, I, I reckon that's just because it wouldn't even be fun with Abdullah in the game. <laughs> like it really wouldn't. Like we saw it with FIFA. Like he just like presses a little bit of gas and like he's just gonna win whatever he yeah. wants. So we did have Loyal Doyle on, and you know he's done his video saying that they won a car and all the people that he got to throw their their. FIFA stuff to him and as soon as Abdullah even felt threatened by the littlest he just went ham I don't think he felt threatened ever even in the littlest no. I think he was just like really really you think you're gonna even come close I'm gonna flex my pinky that's what I'm gonna <laughs> do I'm gonna flex my pinky and crush your hopes and dreams of ever getting this stadium. Like, let's make it very clear, you're not getting it. Like, no chance. So, yeah. anyway, shout out to Abdullah. And honestly, shout out to Doyle for, for you know, putting up the fight. Absolutely. Versus, versus Goliath. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the Bible. 
and uh, David got crushed like a little bug. And, and, you know, when we started and he first started reaching out to everybody about it, you know, he had under 100,000 fan score, and, and he pushed up into the millions. So, I mean, that was a good rally by the community, and, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, it's super awesome. Plus, getting mint one of that car is, is really cool. So. It is. So. You know, congrats. And, and well done. Like, I hope that there's another opportunity – where, you know, maybe it's something that's more uh, a, like the community has a bigger ability to kind of like influence that. Um, that would definitely be fun. Um, like, I feel like, remember they did uh, Burglars versus Curators way yes, back? that was oh, fun. So fun. Uh, imagine, I think it would be cool, like, honestly, like David versus Goliath of like, Abdullah, Dizzy, who's the top three? Oh, I just closed that out. Uh, Sotheby's, Dizzy, I think it's Sotheby's, Dizzy, and Abdullah. Sotheby's? Good. Hold on. Uh, I'll double check. Yeah, so anyway, it'd be fun to see, like, the top three or top five net worth players versus everybody else in some sort of uh, contest. Um now that all the FIFA are pretty much worthless, I sold my FIFA to Abdullah. I mean, they are until they aren't. I mean, they made it pretty clear that the next uh, major soccer event, which is, spoiler alert, going to be in Australia. So I fully expect Melbourne uh, to be released this year. Uh, or Sydney. No, I don't know why I keep saying Melbourne. Uh, I fully expect Sydney uh, to be released this year, by the way. Probably before Buenos Aires. Um, but actually, Dizzy's number five in net worth. Dizzy, you're five. Yeah. Oh crap! Who are the? So looking looking at Upland Optimizer, which Can is you... which is your boy. I'll share right now. Shout out! Shout out to Grom Brindle, the Mad Genius Buster Worth. Yeah. Dude, he's still rocking it. He's still rocking. Good for him. Saw the Bees Sanctum and then Dizzy. Followed up by TMK twice and M.M. Lang. M.M. Lang? Who the heck is that? There's a bunch of people that I haven't even seen before. Yeah. Wait, where am I? Sucking. Listen here, you ain't even in the top 100, so I don't want to hear I'm it. not. You're number 29. Dude, I'm in the top 30. I believe Buster Worth is deceased. What? Shaq, is that serious? What? I'm going to reach out to Buster now. Uh, I mean, I know his real name. Um... Yeah. What? That's crazy. Uh, wow. I'm kind of speechless. I don't know what to say to that. And Jacqueline isn't the type of person to just say things for shock value. Like, if she says it, like, they're... Um, uh, yeah, that's uh, interesting. He disappeared from community and his properties went up for sale. Well, that just could mean that he's, like, leaving the game, though, right? Like, that doesn't necessarily mean... He died. 
Goodness gracious. Well, he has not been seen for months. He said he does listen to the podcast, so... I mean, yeah. unless the Bluetooth in his coffin. <laughs> Bluetooth in the coffin. Wow. He had surgery complications before disappearing. Holy crap. Wow. Well, that's sad if true. Yes. That's crazy. Somebody was literally just shocking Cafe if um, they had knew any Upland players who had passed away um, because they were, like, wondering, like, what the logistics are on that. And I know that Upland very early on even said that they were putting in a, like um, – like a next to kin or uh, what's that called uh, when you like the person on your insurance that gets all your stuff. Beneficiary. Beneficiary. Like to be able to name a beneficiary for your account. Um, but obviously I don't think that that's it. I think actually, you know, who else is working on that stuff is, uh, was that our boy? Um, Sturs. I think Sturs was working on something like that. Okay. They were talking in cafe about Wills today. Yeah, it's, it's been kind of a hot. Oh, really? Lizette was talking about it? Okay. Because oh. I, I do know somebody that passed away that played Upland. So, but there's oh. no, you know, there, there is a Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't think his wife knows, and I have no idea what his username or password was, but yeah. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. He didn't have much in Dowland, but he played. Sure, it's fair. Well, that solves the other thing because somebody said, uh, "Rumor has it, if you play Upland, you're immortal," uh, because they didn't know anybody who had played <laughs> Upland and died. Well, I do. One of my best yep. friends. So there. So yep. <laughs> Downer to the end of the episode. Wow, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, death and destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it's a new year. What's going on with Alpex World? Where where are we at there? Oh my gosh, dude. It's about to go off. Um big things coming um for for Alpex World. If you're not involved yet, get involved. We are absolutely um going to just hit it hard in 2023. We have a, a newfound uh, energy. Like if you haven't listened to a, uh, the last couple of uh, streams Monday, I did a stream for the, uh, the roadmap for UpX world. And yesterday I did a stream about what our mission is and how we are looking to completely disrupt the multi-billion dollar gaming industry and change global wealth distribution through decentralized revenue streams. Like, this is not a small mission statement anymore. This isn't, uh, let's uh, add some value to our Upland properties, which we're going to do, by the way. But, no, this is this is big now. Um, this is going to be, you know, a, a global shift uh, that we can leverage Web3 for true ownership and, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be big. Yeah. Living and dying in Upland is a title. We had living and dying in LA as one of our show titles early last year. So it'll be close. 
Mm, yeah, no, we can't call it that. Too many people have died. Yeah. Uh, plus the the are the um, the driver. Why did I just space on his name? Um, uh, Ken. Was it Ken Bach? Blocks. Block. Ken, yeah. Yeah, Ken Block. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that was that was rough. And Jeremy Reiner got like ran over by his own like, snow thing he's, and he survived <laughs> he survived yeah but he's messed up yeah he is it, it's been crazy but no excited for epics world what you guys got going on now did you see that uh gala's making moves gala games we had we had Ooh, those fox yeah. guys on from gala but they're they're making moves um apple's allowing nfts now on their apple store and uh they just bought a gaming a mobile gaming company that has 20 million users. So I, we don't have all the details, but they put that out on their server. So interested to see what that's all about. Yeah, we'll see. I, so, I, I mean, again, if you listen to my, my stream from yesterday, I'm like, I got to get it up on YouTube, but you can find it on Twitch. I just, NFTs in gaming don't make a ton of sense to me. I know that that sounds really weird, but like, I don't consider Upland uh, a game anymore. Uh, I consider Upland a gamified uh, digital asset management system. Like, it's really not a game. Um, it's a gamified asset management system, which is super cool. Uh, but the problem with NFTs and games is the blockchain. It's too cumbersome. It's too much overhead. The true ownership, like you don't want every little thing tracked on the blockchain. It's way too much. Additionally, the number one thing um, that every game has that you really can't do with NFTs is uh, balance, game balance, nerfs and, um, you know, different things like that. You cannot mess with the, the power equations or the balance of a game if it's tied to NFTs so directly, because your economy will absolutely just go bonkers. Uh, And so there's just a lot of things that you really can't rely on the blockchain for. Um, I see game in that sense. (laughs) Moonshine Feel says, gamified asset management system, I see game in that sentence. So, gotcha. Touche. No, you no. said it, you don't see it as a game, but then you used game in the description. No, gamified. Like you can gamify an IT system, you can gamify a community. So, for instance, the little uh, awards and badges inside of Reddit that is gamification. And so, that does not mean that Reddit is a game. I mean, <laughs> if it was, it would be the worst game ever. Um, it's gamification. They're, they're different things. It does not mean that you're a game. It means that you have elements that are similar to a game, such as rewards, levels, things that give people interested in engaging with your system. Uh, so that's all that means. It does not mean that you're actually a game. Uh, it just means that you have gamified uh, utility or gamified um, like processes. Thanks. Thanks for breaking that down. Yeah. No, seriously, that, that helps. That helps. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it is important because here's the thing is like Upland doesn't view themselves as a game. And when you, and when you realize that, um, it, it makes you realize like, and they don't consider themselves like, I don't, 
I, I don't know. I wouldn't say that they consider themselves like an investment platform. I think that they want no. to be a digital asset management system. Yeah, because like, if they go investment platform, then that's registration with the SEC and all that stuff too. So they don't want to exactly. deal with that. Exactly. So like I see them as very much, and again, it's a huge need. And that's why I think layer two is so important because layer two gets rid of a lot of that complication. Layer two does not have to worry about uh, dealing with the blockchain, interacting with the blockchain. It can issue and, you know, change game mechanics without being the issuers of those NFTs. So the idea is you have your layer one and it's fairly stable. You're as a layer one asset holder, you want that economy to be extremely stable and preferably growing in value. Every layer two that gets added on top of your layer one is going to continue to add value back to your base assets, which is what you want. Additionally, if there's like, let's say there's there's three games that are all using, uh, we'll just say block explorers, for instance, and uh, all of a sudden in one of the games, they become completely overpowered, Uh, There's something wrong. And so like the value of them is artificially inflated because of that activity. You still have a balance of the other ones. And so when this game ultimately has to nerf them, right? So it has to nerf the the power level. It doesn't decimate the value of those NFTs because there's enough other things happening that the overall flux is balanced out among all of the layer twos that are going on where if you have everything as layer one and all of a sudden you do something out of whack, your economy will just spike and follow that direction of like, holy cow, these are really, really powerful. I must buy them all. And then as the gaming company of the layer one, you either A, have to figure out how to work around that, or when you nerf it, you've now destroyed your economy and the confidence of all of the buyers to go, well, wait. You can just nerf anything at any time. Well, I don't want to be in your NFT project where that is protected with the layer two. That's why it's a great model. Um, there's there's so many benefits to the, to the way that Upland is doing it. They saw it way ahead of time. They've built it right because they couldn't have come out three and a half years ago and said, hey, we're going to have a digital asset management platform with some gamification don't worry, there's going to be a bunch of layer two stuff. There's going to be a bunch of third parties that are going to build for us later. Um, but right now, just do this. Like that didn't exist as a concept that was understandable by society at the time. And so they had to ease us into it, um, which is how all major transformative technologies happen. Uh, I've seen it several times in the enterprise space where uh, a piece of software is sold into the industry under the guise of something similar to what everybody already knows. And then, oh, wait, it's a much bigger platform that has a much bigger end game. And now we already have a sticky community uh, to support it. Like, it's it's how you do it. It's very, very smart of Upland the way they, they've rolled it out. Right. So, anyway. All right. Yeah, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got anything else before we get out of here this week? Um, no, if you haven't checked it out, go check out 1111nft.gallery. Um, there is a lot of good stuff for sale. Got five Cheap more work. days to enter for this month. 
And yeah, if you're an artist, do yourself a favor and enter. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And when it gets big, these first uh, sets of art and artists uh, are just going to be part of gaming history. It's going to be super cool. Absolutely. Um, everybody be safe. Have fun. We'll see you in the metaverse. And thank me later won the Fantasy Football League Upland Start Annual Fantasy Football League. The Upland Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, musical charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX.